Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome. It's me, Matt, and you're listening to the Elite Rugby Banter podcast. Today is no Adam, but I'm joined in Cape Town by Alex. Uh, so, uh, hello, was that my introduction? I think so, yeah. Uh, Adam's normally a little bit more kind of ostentatious, Sorry. like yeah. gives you a bit of a drum roll. But okay, hello. No, Hi, Matt, how are you doing? We're doing it low-key, much like the Curry Cup tournament in general. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, right. Let's see, the first giggle was Ben, so let's introduce Ben from Mauritius. Hi, Ben. Hello, hello, Matt. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. And we've pulled in a ringer in Adam's place. Ale- uh, I mean, Ant. Sorry. <laughs> Too many fucking A's. <laughs> Ant, from, also back from Cape Town. Hi, Ant. Yeah, how's it going? Good to be, good to be back. Yeah, nice, nice to have you back. Yeah, this might be one of our smarter episodes if I can lead us in the right direction. I, I have full faith in you. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah, I think it's misplaced faith. <laughs> that, that's the that's the misplaced faith of youth right there, Ant. <laughs> I'm just so, and, and, uh, I'm like, sorry. You know, optimistic. Since we all revealed our ages for the 50th episode, Ant, I think you have to reveal yours and be shamed in a way. <laughs> um, I'm 25, so I've got a couple years to go to get to your levels of wisdom. Um, it does. Ant counters are like Generation Z host. Or is he still? What is Generation Z? I don't know. It's the, the one just off. It's the the kids now. A couple of that's the thing. I don't know where the cutoff is, but I know it's the one sort of after us millennials is Gen Z. But is it uh, on people? People who are like up to like 40 millennials, which doesn't seem millennial right. Millennial is but... a huge age bracket. It's yeah, millennial not, you it's st- not... yeah, basically millennials are the people who sort of started becoming adults when the economy collapsed and I think just very recently stopped being people, stopped counting either. I, I think it's like 85 to 1998 or something. I think that's millennials. It's quite a, maybe maybe longer than that, but it's quite a large bracket. Mm. It's, a very, it's a very lazy system actually when you think about it. And, and incredibly vague, like it's not helpful for anything. Before millennials, but there was like our grandparents, the boomers, and then the the boomers. Then it was what are our parents, the ones who fucked up the economy? No, the boomers were most was... of it, and then it's Gen Y. Ah, no, Gen Y is us. What is between boom? Um, the yuppies. It's Gen. Oh, man. Yuppies? Yeah. No, yuppies no, is like, yuppies. A, like a type of person. A young, Adam's, upward, Adam's mobile. Yeah, but yeah, yuppie, that sort of era. So it's boomers were the ones who aged out sort of 70s. Then the, Presumably Generation Xs. No, gener- Gen X are the guys who sort of matured in the 90s. So the ones uh, okay. who grew who the, the adults who sort of on the tail end of Nirvana and all that shit. My parents definitely they, they... matured during the 90s, so that counts them out. I don't think my dad's a yet, so what does that mean? Exactly. Your dad's a, a Gen Zer, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does, your, does your dad love a bit of YouTube? That seems to be the like the sort of the defining characteristic of Gen Z. Just yeah. heavy. No, it sounds, like, no, sounds like he's at, r- no, at risk of missing no the train YouTube, for the Gen Z. No Gen Z also loves the color yellow. 
apparently it's like one of the few things in shops that are selling oh. like over and above what it should just anything yellow that's that's stupid can a can a age bracket claim a color like apparently so because <laughs> yellow's seen a massive up to like there was a there was a there's someone which shop did a study um one of the british companies they released like what they're seeing declines in what they're seeing rises in and they're like the one rise they're seeing is just yellow God, that, that's just five but that's a five minutes to five o'clock on a Friday report. I guarantee you. Yeah, like, oh, have you got that like report a... for us on the difference between generations? Oh yeah, they're <laughs> fucking buying yellow. <laughs> Bullshit. What, what would our color our generation's color be? Black, like our black. future prospects. Yeah, black yeah. grey, we our people are not a, not optimistic. And yeah, yeah black, black, like, black like our employers <laughs> our employers uh, balance sheets. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get that right? Shots fired. Shots fired. No, black is black is good. So black is black positive. Is good. Black so, is positive. But, but would it would it be the balance sheet or would it be like your the balance sheet can't actually be red? Your balance sheet can't be black or red. Really. Yeah. So okay. So I fucked up the red. joke. I'm sorry, guys. That's fine. You 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 you're trying to be populous. <laughs> you're trying to appeal to at least half of the half of the group. Yeah. But it's okay. It's actually quite okay, hard sorry. Do you know what? After starting so quickly and being good for Adam, now we've just <laughs> fucked around for like ten is, minutes. Is this still a rugby podcast? Yeah. Let, okay. <laughs> let's let's move. Okay. Speaking of fucking around, I think that's the perfect. <laughs> guys, guys, guys should, should should we should we genuinely think about just starting again? No, no, no. This, this is all pure <laughs> okay. us talking about the economy and generations. The fans <laughs> like it raw, Ben. Gotta give it to <laughs> yeah. them raw. It's pure, pure. Our, our ethos <laughs> is we're doing it live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we have we we are we are live a live simulation podcast. Yeah, we're, we're not actually live. Yeah, we're a pre-recorded live event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We, we were live at some point. Yeah. So yeah, as I was saying, speaking is fucking around and extended periods of fucking around. Steve Hansen is calling for a four-month off-season to avoid player burnout. This is off. This came in the wake of uh, I like the sports. 24 calling it a thumping on Bledisloe 3 of 37-20. We can talk about the game, Nana, but I think this comment needs to be addressed first. Well, I've got a, I've got a better idea, Hanson. Why don't we start by just scrapping fucking Bledisloe 3? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, that's a step in the right direction. Like, how can you have a, how, how can you schedule a completely unnecessary test match like this, and then complain about like p- potential player burnouts? Especially when you when you're running around with an international touring squad of fifty plus players. Yeah, I can call Hansen's it fifty plus. Probably wasn't the one that scheduled it, but the point yeah, is very know. true. I mean, yeah. We all knew five years ago that Bledisloe three was going to be a dead rubber, so shouldn't Should really need to schedule it. Don't don't come with your your Hansen apologism, Ant. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, yeah. this is this is this is strictly anti Hansen zone. Exactly. Everything's his no. fault. Wait, the coach no. or the band? I oh, know you can't, you can't, you can't shit talk the I've, band. I'm a big fan of. No, I've got, I've got nothing Mbop. against Hanson the band. We all, I think, we put on yeah. Mbop and we'd all get down and white people turned at a wedding. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a, for... okay. Sorry, go. Ben. I'm so sorry, Alex. I don't finish actually. No, no, no. Okay, no. go for it. I was just saying, um, even though it did come out of Hanson's mouth, I actually think it's probably something that should happen. Like rugby is a very a very physical sport, it's a very taxing sport. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense to give them a longer layoff. 
the problem is that players wouldn't use that long that long layoff to rest. They yeah, would Japan. use it they would use it to go to Japan or go to Europe to try and make some I think yeah. to try and make needs, some extra cash. So World Rugby needs to I think say that other. comment was probably made in that comment was probably made in line with Hansen's long term claims over the global season. You know, so if you've got a global season then there isn't somewhere in the off season for them to go play in. Or at least it would be minimalized. So oh. I think, yeah, but you you can't. The thing is, rugby it's a very physical sport. You can't play it when it's thirty five degrees. I know they do. Like I think playing rugby, like Super Rugby, starting in February is like that. That's hard on the players. Like a yes. Well, shit. Yesterday was hard on the players. That's technically yeah. Well, I mean, yesterday they had to have those fine little water breaks and stuff, which when, yeah, it was hard on me. final has been a water break. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, I think think of the fans. Think of Alex and the crowd. Exactly. Were you were you at least a grandstand though, Alex? Oh yeah, dude. No, no, no. I I don't go to. I don't sit in railway. Fuck, I, that's I so sad. You th- I haven't done that for many years. You look at railway. Yeah, I didn't even look from the other side. I was just like, I don't want to sit in the sun for three yeah. hours. The people that I yeah. spoke to literally died. They've all got third degree sunburn and like heat yeah. stroke. Yeah, I, I looked like at- life hospital was overrun with people on drips. Yeah, mm. like I had a look at railway when they were broadcasting, and it was maybe max two thirds full during the day, and I was just like, yeah, well, it makes sense because. Either that or put... I don't know why they didn't play the Curry Cup at five. Because then at least it would have been slightly more agreeable. Yeah, they have to have... But they have to have an allowance for extra time. But last week's semi-final started at five and there's no issues. Yeah. I I, I don't fully understand that. Yeah, but finals always seem to start like in between the two kickoffs. Like if if throughout the season there's been a three o'clock kickoff and a five o'clock kickoff, yeah. The final will always be will be in between them, which I don't really understand, because obviously five o'clock would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like maybe if they were thinking that there was going to be like a massive post-game award ceremony and like the naming of the Springbok squad and like they want to dedicate a lot of time to that, but really no one cares that much. No, definitely. No, I mean, it is carry cup. Yeah, but that, that must have meant the under 19s played at like 11 or something then. I they did play at 11. Oh, yeah. one was no, at no, no, the under-21s were at 1 o'clock. The under-19s were at 11. Are you... What happened? Like, what yesterday happened? was one of the hottest days in Cape Town. Like, I know, it was poor guys. <laughs> and the yeah. best is, I mean, how many of the, the under-19 and under-21, both those sides, none of them were Western Cape. So it was like four sides yeah. of foreigners, just like, oh, by the way, go play in the sun. Yeah. Come to Cape Town, this is what you get. Also, you're yeah. not allowed to shower afterwards because. <laughs> <Show what? laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so we're we done with Steve Hansen, right? Like, it's, um, w- w- yeah, it's, I think... it's fine in theory, but uh, the reality is that it just won't happen. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah like it, the only way it works is if we do a global season, which is already such a pipe dream. Yeah, and I think tying in perfectly to that is the other story Adam wanted us to cover, and okay. that's Ben Smith shooting over to play for Pau. Literally don't even know who that team is. In for whom? P-A-U. Isn't that a team? It's a yeah, Pau. Team Conrad Smith. Oh. Oh, no, no, I've heard their, I've heard their name. They've got 14 sides. Of... They, they... Yeah, they're not terrible. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I think they're, well, they're, they're, they're in the top 14. Well, they're about but we, to get do you know what? We're about to hear a lot of, about them because how yeah, good exactly. is Ben Smith? Exactly. He's so good. I think we're all going to yeah, end up with their jerseys by the end of twenty or by June 2020 when his season's done. Because he's also only signing for a seven-month contract. So December 2019 to June 2020. 
So that means he's back oh. in New Zealand for what? Just after the June test? Just in time for... Yeah, so he'll get... Just technically be able to play Midas Ten Cup and then play Rugby Championship, probably. Yeah, I think that's what he's gunning for. It's about seven months yeah, worth well, the, of Euros the... and then... This does this does sort of seem linked to so so we, so he's going after the World Cup. Eh? He's going December yeah. 2019. So he's gonna have, uh, he's he's essentially gonna have a couple of months off between World Cup and December. So whether or not do they do, yeah, do, no, do but, November tour next year? Yeah, they still the end of year tour, isn't it? It should be. It depends on the year. 2007 we did, 2011 and 15 I don't think we did. Does it just depend how well but, we do at the World Cup? I think, I think, yeah, yeah, if we want to show off or if we want to slink away into obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think if you if you if we win the World Cup, I don't want them touring in November. I don't want anything besmirching that. Oh no year. no yeah no definitely that's that's yeah. when you decline the invite. You're like no no, we're world Yo, beaters. We, You're not good enough to <laughs> to host us. We. Do you know what we we could go if we win the World Cup? I would be more than happy to South, for South Africa to do like a victory tour through the UK, <laughs> like massive bus with the trophy on top, fans yeah. and, like English fans throwing shit at them and stuff. I'll I'll be on board with that. Like, could you like be on the on board and just throw money off the top of the bus? I wish I wish I was on board. Just shilling out Randellas. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think I saw Ben Smith um like. The only surprising part is that he didn't go any sooner. Um, and, I mean, good for him. Like, he stuck it out. Obviously, he had a, a, an all-black jersey to keep him there. But I feel like that ties in with, you know, a lot of the stuff we've spoken about in South Africa in terms of, like, how do we keep players that otherwise, you know, would obviously do very well overseas. And the fact that he stayed purely for an all-black jersey to make the next World Cup shows that we're missing some part of the currency that they have going. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation, I guess. Oh, I guess the other sort of point is that, that he didn't go to a, a bigger club. Yeah, that's because interesting. Obvi- like, taking a very... But yeah. I think the bigger clubs want to tie him down for more than seven months. It would also be a bit of a shell shock for him to go from the Highlanders to a successful club. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's another thing. Like, what are the? Because now the Highlanders have lost Lima, yeah. and then if they lose Ben Smith, like, who they have? Like, Tavita Lee, basically by himself. Aaron Smith, Matt Faddis. Yeah, they got Faddis. Oh yeah, they got what's his name? Wald. W- w- they they seem to yeah. all right. Taiho Arangi Walden. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson's good. Rob Thompson. But yeah, I mean, they've, the last few years they've lost they've lost Fikitoa, Lima, and now Ben Smith, which is quite a big deal. Um. And there was someone on the forwards they lost as well. I'm having a look here. The article also mentions Mona Skidder and Ryan Crotty likely to go to Toulon, to Glamour Club Toulon. Yeah. Mona Skidder must go because I, I his, his so... stock is dropping rapidly. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he should go. I'm so glad they're finally fucking referring to um, Toulon as a fucking Glamour Club because that's exactly what it is. Uh, this is rugby three six five. You're agreeing with? I just wanted to check my source. That's fine. I don't uh, care. Like my point is that they <laughs> they should have been calling it a glamour club all along. Because I'm surprised it's, 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 it's been a long time since it was a proper rugby club. No, no, Do you no. know what? And also, con- considering the amount of money and talent they bring in, they don't play that well, actually. No, and this is the thing: is that I think that they, they need to go full glamour club. They need to basically just embrace embrace the brand. They turn themselves into like the rugby equivalent of the Harlem Globetrotters oh. and take as many like guys who 
do like the you know the fancy shit as possible and then just do be like an exhibition rugby team like don't kid yourselves that you're actually playing proper rugby just arrange when all you're doing is throwing money at has been so what just tour around america playing against their teams there just showing them this is what real rugby looks like. But do, yeah. do you know what? Saying that, Crotty is one of the least glamorous players in the world. Is he going to Geelong? Uh, yeah. Well, that's Crotty what, and Skidder that's are a rumor. Yeah, both linked in that rumor. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe it's like smoke and mirrors. Oh, the, uh, and 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 Lion or Leon. Lion, Leon. Leon. I don't know. Leon. 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 That's also, uh-huh. that's an, that's another of. Oh, wee wee! Why you take wine from my children? <laughs> <laughs> I see your so, French lessons are going well. Then. So, so <laughs> Wales, mastered the language. France. I'm just listing <laughs> off the the list of countries that Ben's just ostracizing. <laughs> yeah, I also I also um, humiliated the entire Highlanders Union and uh, the associated franchises, whatever. No, uh, but. You'll be fine. Doesn't really mean because I, I love I love the Highlanders. Where's Where's Jamie McIntosh these days? He's a guy I had a lot of time for. He's in this article. Where, where did they say? I saw his Some name. say he's still holding the door. Um, should. <laughs> oh, he's a, nice he's oh Jamie McIntosh is playing at Pau. Uh, oh, well there we go. Should Smith oh, play at Pau, he'll likely be reunited with former All Blacks teammates, Colin Slade, Tom Taylor, Benson Stanley. Frank Alai and Jamie McIntosh. I have a lot of time for Frank Alai. I have yeah. a lot of time for for Jamie McIntosh. And I have infinite time for Ben Smith. So I'm thinking I have a new favorite uh, top 14 side. Uh, I have exactly zero you time for Colin Slade. Yeah, but I, I once used his name in one of my, in one of my team names. Uh, the the Ace did. of Slades. Yeah. That was a good one. Ace. 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 Yeah. It was Francois Ace and Colin Slade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Anyway, okay, what's next? Okay, that covers the news. Um, Let's see, let's go, let's shift to the first game of the weekend, and that would have been the World 15 versus Japan. Out of curiosity, who decides if the World 15 is playing away? Because surely every stadium's the home stadium. Yeah, I found it quite weird how it was always World 15 versus Japan, like when I was Googling it and stuff, and not, because you would think, it's Japan's home game, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Is it? I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but has it got to do with like who issues the the invite or like the challenge? Possibly. Because, like, obviously, only the World 15 know if they're ever going to bother putting a team together and and have a one-off. Yeah. So they get to pick who they're going to play against, rather than Japan, you know, contacting South Africa and saying, "Do you want to come across for a series?" I don't know. So, so maybe this maybe this is exposing my ignorance here. But what's the difference between the World 15 and the Barbarians? Because the Barbarians, Barbarians is like, like it's like its own club in a yeah, way. Barbarians yeah. is essentially yeah. a club. It's not a sort of a yeah. Barbarians are tech. Uh, they call themselves the world's oldest rugby club. Okay. So and um, then the World 15 are just uh, so who organizes the World 15? I'm actually gonna have a Don't look. At, I'll have to look it up and have a look. But who watched the game actually? I, I, uh, I didn't, unfortunately. I only, I saw, I only saw some of Lionel Cunha's highlights. Yeah, it's incredibly hard to find highlights of that game, actually. Like, on YouTube, they just had, like, the full game or Lionel Cunha's bits. I shared, I found a seven-minute sort of video of the tries. I know, I put it on Facebook, I think. It, that was what I watched, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, co- I couldn't load that. Uh, yeah, it's a streamable link. Some, some things just hate streamable. I don't know. But, yeah, that was the only one I could yeah. find. 
Because I was actually quite. I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, I like the idea of using guys like Lionel Cunier who are kind of out of favor with their, you know, home unions and stuff. Because it gives them like a bit of a, a chance to, make a name for themselves again. You yeah. know, just remind everyone that they're there. Um, no, but I wonder, how, like, I wonder how many like people like Rusty really even care. Yeah. No, but but it's, it's like it's like we were saying with um, with under. I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but we are we are talking about the under twenty, the junior player of the year, mm. and how that they, they haven't really gone on to make massive successes of themselves. And then Alex said it's basically because they generally under twenty at that under twenty World Cup, they're not teams aren't super organized and stuff, so it suits a certain type of player, someone who sort of thrives under chaos. Yeah, and that. That suits Cronier down to it. But it's, down to it. Yeah. But it's interesting because Cronier is playing on the side that's chaotic, whereas he's playing against the side that technically should have some sort of oh yeah should theoretically be more structured. Structured because mm. not only is it a proper national setup, but it's a national setup where a good number of them had played an entire Super Rugby season together. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, it's maybe it's just one of those things like you drag you, you drag the team down with your chaos. No, definitely. Because like, yeah, yeah. like a structured team structure will be operating under the assumption that the other team's got structure. Yeah. You know, so your structure kind of falls apart. I don't know. I don't want to like go too deep in that down that rabbit hole. But and then yeah, then yeah, you can yeah. only be so structured until Tavita Lee scores like a sixty-meter try off you. Yeah, I wonder how high he's going to go in the draft this year. He's he's definitely on my watch list. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's just hoping that he finally delivers on his promise. Because I mean, he was also. I think nominated uh, back back at under twenty level and just has never he's done glimpses of brilliance but just yeah. never really done properly. He was nominated back to back. Yeah. Yeah. He was fucking unbelievable, and I've been burnt. I think almost every single year since then. Because yeah, he did all right uh, for me at the fantasy. end of the season when I got him. When I got him at the end of the season, he did all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad it worked out for someone. Yeah, but I only got him out of spite because Adam dropped him and Adam was showing off that he had him like the week before. Oh yes, I remember that. Yeah. Well, I was bitching uh, like you can't search Lee on the for some reason you just couldn't search yes. for Lee, and then Adam just ch- pipes up like two I hours later. I have him. So yeah. I was like, yes, I know you fucking have him. Yeah, but I have him. What the point? Yeah, two weeks later, Adam, I have him. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of Adam, he's going to be frothing when he hears how, lo- how long we've gone without moving on to the next piece. Definitely. So, so. I think next game is um, the dead rubber of the month. I think the least anticipated. Yeah. Let's 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 call it what it is. The least anticipated game of the month. So fucking pointless. Yeah, I don't know. like I like uh, everyone. It's another game between Australia and New Zealand. Yes, they good time exactly, to watch. Yeah. But and it it should it should excite us because they're two good teams, but. Like we've just seen it all before, you know. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. It's... Neither, I don't know. For me, neither side tried to bring something new to the game either. Yeah. I would, I would think, bloody three, nothing, or it's all sort of tied up. That's where you try something interesting, either coach. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm not sure why, why Hansen actually played his proper team. So, okay, so, so the, this is the theory that I've been reading on Twitter, which is, which makes a lot of sense. And it's the whole thing about this weekend's games between the... Um, so this week's the was obviously All Blacks Bloody 3. The next week is the the All Blacks B team yeah. against, the against Japan. The guys who get left behind and then 15 ringers yeah. brought in. 
Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing's one big exercise in World Cup preparation. Because they're playing, this, this, the Bloody 3 game was played at a venue that they're going to be playing one of their big group stages at. Yeah. And next week's um, Minnow game is at one of the venues that they're playing a Minnow team at next year. Yeah. So okay. it's got nothing to do with the game itself. They don't give a shit about Bloody 3. Why would they? They're already 2-0 up and they knew they were going to win. And they could have been playing anyone. The point was getting the getting the guys into Japan, getting them like a feel for the local culture, the hotel, even you know like a lot of little shit like that. And the crowds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then next year, when they come for the World Cup, they actually feel like they're at home. Okay. So it's it's what really if, if if that's what if that's what it is, then it's brilliant. Yeah, it's a sound theory. It's brilliant. Yeah, then that, that's know, gamesmanship that's... by Hansen. Apparently, yeah, that's that, what they're in addition to that, they probably also just wanted to re-stamp that being, guys, guys, we are the All Blacks. We are still 17 points better than Aust- Australia and most of the Northern Hemisphere sides. Like, don't think just because the Springboks round is close that we are now easy. Exactly. Yeah. I, so, yeah, it's, it makes sense. I know, because Ant likes the world rankings. Had Australia beat New Zealand by, I can't remember how much, Ireland would have gone number one. There was, it was probably more than 50. That's the threshold of extra points. Yeah, it, it was quite interesting that they, it was with it was sort of within the realm of reason had the proper Australian teams that played their best rugby ever that we could have seen Ireland take the number one spot. I remember. Yeah, look, like, okay, yeah, maybe it is a bit of fantastical, but yeah. Anyone by more than fifteen, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sound year? of googling in the background no, <laughs> what, did, what did Australia didn't they beat the, the Pumas by something ugly in the rugby championships no, no the Pumas, they lost home and they squeaked it away I think they, they lost one then they then they won I think it was 42-35 or something yeah no, are, we, they, are we looking for the, the biggest loss in recent years no the biggest, no, the win. biggest win no, the biggest win because Ireland beat them by 11 points no sorry they yeah, they beat Ireland. No, they lost Ireland by 11 points. Chicago. They beat that's... Ireland by, I think, like four points or something. When. Oh. Okay, but but can just on the world rankings, I really think the further you get from the last World Cup, the more the world rankings just become a bit chaotic. Mm. Yeah, of uh, course. F- 52, 52, well, 52 well, to 11 against France. Sorry, Anne. 52-11 against France. That was their biggest win in recent times. When, when was that? That's New Zealand. Uh, that this year. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Australia. Yeah, we're talking so, yeah, about Australia. I'm all over the show. Well, yeah. Well, they they New Zealand 50. What was it? 56 duck. The like last rugby championship. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, it's, so, New Zealand has won a lot of games. It's uh, easy to go through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought the, it was weird. You guys were focusing on their biggest win. I was like, oh, fuck, these guys are all over the show without Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, we generally look rudderless, even with Adam. That's true. Okay, so, uh, any oh, takeaways Japan. from... Oh, okay. Japan last year, 63-30. Yeah, good job. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so, any any takeaways from, from Bloody... From yeah. any, bloody did, any actual takeaways from the game? Did you I've, see, I've did you see the Bro, crowd? Like, the Japanese things. people in the crowd, like, all wearing, like, their little uniforms? The, what the, I didn't see much of the crowd actually. I know they they panned onto the crowd a few times and they just looked like they didn't actually know what they were doing there. No, but they very they, they the Japanese crowd is a weirdly quiet crowd because I know 
when I watch mm. the wrestling, it's like you compare the crowd noise to like an American show to the Japanese show, and you're like, it's far more muted. Oh, that is something. Sorry, going back to the World World 15 game. Did you see when there were like knock-ons and stuff? There would be like a little simulation of what a knock-on is on the TV. <laughs> That's cool. They're pretty. They're pretty trialing like a new stream version where you yeah, can so, beginners. So. So, so like, there was this little sort of stick man kind of guy, and then he would drop the ball, and then, like, a big cross would appear over the stick man. Like, no, like, explaining to, like, <laughs> the, the viewers, like, what a knock-on is. I thought it was quite cool. That's cool, though, because, yeah, I think it's still it's still a fairly foreign sport, even though it's, we perceive it as being quite popular there. It's, mm. not, yeah, it's, it's, still... it's not baseball, essentially, or soccer. Yeah. Until, until they have to describe, um, you know, like, wheeling in the scrum or early lifting in the line out or something that might be Jesus, quite a complicated little diagram I, I want to see them do um any any breakdown penalty any penalty at the ruck um okay so so a couple of things number one Burton Barrett and Rico Ooh, that try yeah that they combined for two try. ridiculous tries the first one was that set piece at the scrum where Bowden wheels around to the blind side. Well, he, he passes off to the blind side where Rico is just steaming onto it. And then he doubles in support and they create like a stupid overlap because obviously the Wallabies didn't have anyone marking Rico Ioni, the world's best winger on the blind side of a set piece. And then he draws in like three guys and then offloads to Bowden to score. That was really, really good. But then there was also the um, Carlos Spencer Rocafoco simulation. Where he Bodie went through the through the legs to Rico. Did you guys see that? Yeah, and that was also just yeah, so. Bodie's done filthy. that a couple of times in his career, but it's just like it's it's filthy. Yeah, that's the best yeah. description. Yeah. <laughs> maybe disgusting. maybe he maybe he could move to NFL as well and be the guy who hikes to the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll you'll probably get paid more. Yeah. Uh, he probably would, but I, I don't think anyone would pay him to do that because after you've hiked to the quarterback, you still have to do to Something. block the defensive line. So oh, you still have to block. You can't yeah. just hike and walk off. No, I can just, just see Bowden just being like hiking it and then just leaving. Although Bowden can tackle, but maybe maybe he's not about the tackling. But, but no, but maybe he could be a trick player. He could he could hike it and then just run through and become like a wide receiver because he's quick enough. How quick is Bowden Barrett? It's very quick. Very quick. He, very could, quick. he could ch- he could change the game of American football, guys. Yeah. <laughs> then if only we could to change the game of American football if you bring rugby concepts in. Yeah, no. that wouldn't be high up on my list, but there, there, there are a few ways. But uh, yeah, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, there are actually two other things. Number one, the Wallabies are still like so so under resourced in certain positions. Um, if you saw, yeah, well, no, the, the main one for me is blindside flank. Oh, yeah, yeah. is just a shocker. Can, can, so can I just bad. say, in yeah. terms of defending a scrum, Kieran Reed's try, Hannigan isn't meant to make that tackle. Um, the scrum half's uh, meant to make that tackle. Well, in theory, you're right. Yeah. But, when, but when I saw the tackle, I thought that he had been tackled by the scrum half with how easily he got over the line. Because yeah, only when I saw the replay that I was like, oh wait, that's not Will Guinea, that's actually Ned Hannigan blindside flank. 
he did a terrible job. Like, I know it's not necessarily his job. I, I think it actually it's might be, to be honest. If you're on the blind side, your job is to protect that first channel on the side of the scrum, whether that's yeah, the nine yeah. attacking or the eight nine attacking. If, if you're I'm the open you, side, you, you, your job is to go you, straight you, to the you, fa- you fan out one, though, don't you? Yeah, but you attack first channel. No, first so, channel yeah. scrum off, though. No, no, you, you fan out one. No, so scrum the scrum half, scrum off the scrum half goes on, the, on the, the first receiver, the, and the blind no, side no, goes the, the, on the scrum half or the, the whoever takes the ball off the back of the scrum. Surely? That's, yeah, I, yeah, I very much think that that's job. Like, yeah, I think so too. No, no, but, what, but maybe, maybe each, team, each team has their own way of defending it. No, because generally the eight goes, and then the scrum off hits the eight because the scrum off is basically standing next to the eight. And then if the eight offloads, then that's that's who the blind side should be tackling. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying, but I think in, the way they were doing it, like that, that that's maybe one approach, but that's definitely not yeah, the approach yeah, the Wallabies took. Because Genia saw that he read, he read that it was an eighth man break, and instead of pushing up on the back of the scrum to disrupt, disrupt the pass, which is what most scrummers would do from a scrum, he then st- stepped off from the scrum to mark um, Aaron Smith or TJ Perinara, whoever was on at that point. And obviously Ned Hannigan then has to have his head up and see as soon as the ball comes off the back of the scrum, he's got to just release from the scrum as well and just hold his ground in that like that pillar position, which yeah. he just didn't do. Like He was dragged over the try line. To, to, to be honest, <laughs> even if Hannigan was, perfe- was perfectly alert and his head was up, Reed probably would have run over him anyway. So I think he would have done a better job than Hannigan did. He probably still would have scored, but like Hannigan was that ineffective. But, yeah, yeah, so that, that's, there's some clear, there's some clear deficiencies. And yeah, and also I mean, okay, I know I've banged this drum a lot on this on this podcast, but Marika Korobeti is just not an international level rugby player. And I know he he gave the last pass for Seth Naivalu's try, but everything else he does like it's just so static and predictable. Like if he can run in a straight line and get meters, then he can then he'll do that. And everyone will be like, "Wow, he's so good!" But any any international wing can do that. So it's his ability or his inability in this case to like size up the options and do something different. That but makes can it, any I other international it, wing get the Australian commentators as excited with his name though? No, that's true. That's one area where he has a clear comparative advantage. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're going for. They're all about trying to get like the fans involved in the game, and they think if they get someone, they can just shout. Corey Petty, then maybe that's yeah. that's enough. Like, yeah, well, that is I mean, that's one of my, that's, a good player. <laughs> yeah. that, that is that is literally our theory on how he makes the team. Yeah, because he's a, got a sable name. But like, I mean, my, my pretty, probably the thing I the thing I like about him the least is the fact that the Australian commentators do like him. So that's that's a, a bad thing in my book. Oh, fair. But anyway, and then the last thing I wanted to say. Sorry, I think I feel like I've monopolized the conversation, oh. but but the last thing I wanted to say was for Ben Smith's try. Um, which was really good because Ben Smith is really good. He's very good. Um, so good. He's so good. Oh, good. I don't know if you guys saw Aaron Smith shepherding the defenders. Yeah. <sighs> like basically blocking the very the borderline that he didn't technically change his line, so I reckon it's fine. I think he did. But, I, yeah, but, but also, but also there's there's kind of the difference between if those players were in front of Ben Smith as opposed to chasing him. Then suddenly everything would be different. I think he changes his lane. Like he he looks to over his left shoulder at um, I can't remember who it was. He was coming across, and then he, he changes his angle to run like shoulder clash with the guy, 
I, I thought it was pretty blatant, actually. Uh, they did no, look, and I think he definitely knew what he was doing, but like, yeah, yeah definitely the issue was blatant, is just but yeah. you're allowed to run your line and stand your ground properly. You're allowed to get in the guy's way if you're running the same line. Yes. But, but I don't, I don't the, think the issue is, did he change his lane or not? And that's, I don't know, I'm not going to make a strong yeah. opinion on that way. Okay, no, fair enough. I, I thought he did. Very, but, he was very much aware of what he was doing. It was very much a deliberate play by him. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, definitely think it's something that should have been, should have been just uh, TMO'd. Like that's kind of the oh, point yeah, of the sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did you guys see the yellow card? Yes. Totally lied to you. Such an unnecessary, stupid yellow card. It was bad, eh? Like, guys, yeah. I mean, he was so clearly provoked. A lot of people saying like we need to change the rules around There's on actually, provocation. Interestingly enough, I think. Fuck. Let me see if I can find it later for you guys. There's apparently footage of Cody getting, sort of, why Cody sort of stormed over there in the first place. Is he? Someone mm. niggled him as well in the, in the actual scrum when he was standing up from the scrum. I'll find yeah. it. I'll see I don't know. I mean, it. It. someone sort of pushed him and grabbed him yeah. already before he even walked over to them. It seems quite likely to me that Cody Taylor knew exactly what he was doing, like because Tolu Lati's got a history of being, like he's got a very th- thin skin. You can get under it quite easily. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I do kind of feel like it's. Because we have a rule where, like, if you re- if you react, then you get punished more harshly. Because you're kind of supposed to be above it. You know, you're supposed to be able to control yourself. But yeah, in but this case, really I mean, yeah. Sorry. It, it, well, well, in this case, it's always been the reactionary, but irrelevant of the yeah. protagonist. I mean, yeah. you know, for example, the clearest instance in my mind was John Dassel's red card against the Crusaders, where yeah. he was being held for about 30 seconds in a ruck. Like when the ball's miles away, and then eventually he kind of like tries to kick his foot free, and yeah. he does kind of stamp on the guy, um, yeah. and very much deservedly a red card. But like um, Tafua had to have got a yellow for that. It was so blatant. Uh, yeah, um, and that ha- that type of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, I think that a lot over. of the time, like where there is an over the top reaction, then the referees get kind of like caught up in that, and they forget the original infringement because yeah. you no, obviously need, just need to see them separately. Yeah. So I mean, in this in this case, Taylor, Taylor was quite clever because he literally just pushed Tolilatu in the chest, um, and he was penalised for that, which he actually debatably, I don't know, should you be penalised just for pushing a guy, or, like off the ball? But then Tolilatu was, you can even see the cogs like whirring in his mind, and he was like, oh, no one's gonna push me, mate, and then fucking pushes him back in the face, yeah. and then obviously that's a yellow card, like you can't make contact with the face, so. Yeah, I don't know, but it was just very. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't read Tolly Latu. Um, I was very surprised when they brought back to to Tafu Pilata now because I felt like they had really good. Um, yeah, I feel it's one position they actually pretty solid in from well, their Super I, Rugby guys. I thought and they had. They... Yeah, I thought they had really good stocks there from Super Rugby, but I don't think Tolly Latu is one of them. Yeah, um, it's definitely like uh, Panga Mosa and uh, Fainga are definitely there. Yeah. Like that's the future right there, and that absolutely, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Chica doesn't know that. I don't think. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, yeah, I mean, he is he's not a he's, he's not a listener. Eh? Uh, not a listener. Uh, I think Australia would be much better if they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hadigan and Corobetti wouldn't have been selected for a start. No, yeah, Cor- Corobetti would still be playing club rugby somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Was he? A, is he... Oh, he would. He would have been in the NPC. Probably, probably playing for the Fijians who won the NPC. Or the, the, the NRC. 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 Sorry, NRC. NRC. 
To be honest, his involvement's about the same as an NPC, so... <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, much like Australia, I think we're done with Bloody Three. Yeah, I think, I think the world needs to be done with Bloody Three. Um, yeah. After that, was it? Curry Cup was the next game. Yeah. So the one mm. we've alluded to throughout the morning or throughout the show so far, and I think. Can I, can I? Can I give a, sh- a shout out to the under twenty ones? Yeah. If you want to do, you want to go through the nineteens and twenty ones and see if you saw anything good there. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't actually watch that much on the 19s. Under 21s, like, there were a lot of guys for uh, that were in the junior Springboks this year, especially for the Lions. I actually didn't realize how stacked they are with junior Springboks. But um, they had guys like uh, Johnny Lombard and um, Lynn Masson. Masson. Tyrone Green, yeah, he was actually really impressive. Phil and I were trying to figure oh, out like whether of, he's... I have a lot of time for that kid, eh? Yeah, yeah we were trying to figure out like is he is he is he that quick? Is he that strong? Is he just like good kind of? He's general... angry, like like he's he was he's traumatized in his youth. I'm telling yeah. you, he's just good. Yeah, he's good all around. He played really well. Um, obviously, Wadisile Simalani was there, and he scored a try, but his best moment was putting through a grabber for um one of the wingers, and it was very like Lucanio Amesque. Just a very nice dab with the foot perfectly weighted. And Hachiva was there, um, my hero. He was he was on the bench for some reason. He agreed to have a photo with, with Phil and I afterwards. And he, he's actually a very, very nice young man. But he's got the hugest hands I think I've ever seen. It was, it was I was like, afterwards, I wasn't sure if I even got my hand back after the handshake. Uh, <laughs> it's just a little crazy. Yeah, but he was super friendly. Like we, um, like Phil and I, we we always struggle to kind of work up the not not the courage, but like we feel very awkward asking for photos with guys. Um, we had a golden opportunity a few years ago to get one with Ben Smith, and we felt too awkward, so we didn't, and we we've regretted it ever since. So we wanted to get one with Hachiva, and he was like super friendly about it. He was like so stoked, and it was just after they'd won the game, so he was all hyped up and. We told him that well, Phil you... named his named his. Well, we we told him that Phil had him in his draft team, and that he'd done really well. And he was like, "Oh, that's great, you know, like pick me again next year, kind of thing." And uh, yeah, just a cool guy. And yeah, the Lions dominated as you would expect with their with their team. And I thought it was far far better than the senior game, which I suppose I, that I've. Wasn't uh, hard, yeah, I suppose I procrastinated enough. Um, I, think, I think first things first, we need to contact... just 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 what what one thing from the from the under nineteen game. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, under twenty one game, sorry. Achiever obviously didn't didn't play any under twenty one rugby this season. Uh, no, he just no, played. He just played for the senior side in regular season. Yeah. Uh, same with because uh, uh, Libok came on the yeah, Bulls fly half. Yeah. Do Do you think that's fair? Um, I think it's, uh, to I think me it's, it's as a, fair as playing the Springboks. Yeah, I was going to say it's exactly that. It's like the senior side playing their box for the semi and the final. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, that doesn't really answer Ben's question. Um, I don't know. <coughs> like, I, I do have mixed feelings about it, but I think if the idea is, like, was what, what really is the point of the under-19 and 21 carry cup? Like, it's... It's kind of just an exercise in future building, right? It's a good so, for the for the Curry Cup games. 
Yeah, that too. But like, it's you know, it's about building like players' profiles and giving them a chance to get to work together and giving them a stage. So I think it's good. It's important to have you know all the guys in that age bracket to qualify available to play because next year or two years time, Hachiva is going to be you know in that with those guys anyway. So he doesn't benefit from sitting out. The team doesn't really benefit from sitting out. And like the only guy who suffers is whoever, whoever's place he took on the bench. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit kind of opportunistic. Ugh, yeah, I think if you're eligible, go for it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's fair enough. No. Anyway. Yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's, let's do this. Let's get this shit out the way. Do we congratulate and for supporting the winning team? I suppose. Just congrats on your poor taste, or what? <laughs> Being a shark. No, I'm joking. I'm I'm not actually bitter. I um I really I do think yeah. Congrats, Ant. Like. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, uh, I, yeah, the best team. Very hard <laughs> the best team definitely won. No, definitely yeah. Or the next worst team won. No, no. Like I thought that like the sharks showed up with a plan. You know, like it it might not be pretty rugby, and that's fine. But. They knew what they needed to do to win the game, and they they did it. Like that's that's finals rugby. Yeah. Whereas the province guys, it's like, God, like you really have to question. Well, what I don't know what happened there. Seriously. Yeah. And you know, like, I really don't know what they thought was going to happen. Six bonus points in a row, and then suddenly scraping past the Bulls in extra time, and then yeah, mm-hmm. having literally nothing to show against the Sharks. It was bizarre how they just collapsed so much from you know yeah. normal season. Well, cause, cause, maybe, cause, this t- honest... maybe this touches on Ben's point. Like, is it partially at least because they brought the Springboks in and disrupted the team a bit more? Because well, the Sharks I mean, only got like, um, did the Sharks get back? Yeah. No one. Incorsi, that's it. Incorsi uh, and Thomas Dutour. Yeah, uh, Thomas Dutour. Yeah, but Incorsi was kind of there anyway because he was coming back from injury. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like yeah, yeah, so it was just where the province got back like Notche and um, Wilco Lowe, Bongi and Bonambi. Philipsa. You're playing him at 10, the guy that hasn't played 10 at all in months in a team that he doesn't know with a rookie scrum off. Mm. So you lose a lot of structure there in the semi. And then in the final, again, you've got a rookie scrum off next to a more established 10, but then you've got no connection between your twin 12 and 13 because, I mean, Philipsa is coming in with, again, very little 12 experience at all. Yeah. In an environment that he doesn't know at all. And Stunder was nowhere. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, like, in hindsight... It was a mistake. It was a big mistake to start Stunder at 10. I think they should have played Valimsa because it almost seemed like Province wanted... They just never did anything. Like, honestly, for 80 minutes, like, there no, was no... no, but, but I, I, th- I no thought when Valimsa got the ball, you were like, thank God, this guy, like, he's he's looking yeah. to do stuff. Yeah, he looks like Stunder a Stunder was just... He was so static. Just like, like he, got because... char- he, he got charged down. He, he dropped that... Luckily, they were under advantage, but he just dropped that one dead when he was... Really, yeah. He was like in the dead ball area. Yeah. Yeah, like he, yeah. He he made a lot of not not he made some mistakes, but he was also just nowhere. Yeah. He, his head wasn't in the game. There was a lot there, for me there was a big element of like that game feeling like it was provinces to lose. Not mm. just because of their position going in but and home advantage, etc. But it felt like a lot of things really weren't going the Sharks' way. 
Like yeah, the Sharks played really badly for large chunks. And they were making some horrific errors. I mean, yeah. Rob Dupree's start where he, you know, shanked a kick or think, and then he passed that one pass, like a five-hand skip pass, 10 meters behind the wing. He was just... Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, there were mistakes, but also like, also like things that just kind of, you know, the rub of the green didn't feel like it was quite going for the Sharks. And I was thinking, like, when I was watching it, I was like, well, you know, this, uh, you get this feeling when you're watching the game, like it's, it's all kind of stacked in your favor. And I kept waiting for Province to capitalize and, you know, throw caution to the wind and be like, well, you know, if we're getting so many freebies of like the Sharks, you know, they went they went for the scrum instead of the uh, penalty kick early on oh, in the in the, yeah. and they that was a really bad decision I thought, and then it backfired because they lost possession, and that's exactly the kind of thing that you should be punishing them for, but Province just seemed completely disinterested and like I I really question how a team with with Dylan Lades at fullback, Stunder and Willemse in the halfbacks, or in the 10-12 the axis, and, you know, more mobile players like Notche in their forward pack instead of guys like, you know, the the Dupreas, for example. I question how they're able to go 80 minutes without creating any opportunities. That's, that's, that should be a creative team. Like, that, they should be doing all kinds of things. Okay, good. Yeah, no, you're right. Just, just know. another incident to the game. Province had a penalty at about seventy-two-ish minutes. Yeah, near the end of the game. Remember, and the, and then they kicked for poles to bring themselves within seven, which makes sense under normal circumstances. But do you think, in the context of that game, they should have actually gone for the line and tried to score a try just to, just well, to kind I mean, of. It was probably their lineup is terrible. It was probably not the best call. Yeah. But yeah, maybe. I, I think if you if you were not within seven, you've got to do the kick to get within seven, and then you can worry about the next step. That's yeah, I mean yeah. that's kind of always opinion, but like especially with a misfunctioning lineup, you can't take that risk of losing possession. Oh, how bad was the lineup? Jeez. Please. Oh, it was sh- it was horrible. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, like was- Bongi and Skara just. Combining for complete shambles. I don't know. Like maybe that goes to like Bongi not being with the team or something. Yeah. I mean, Scarrow we know is just is just terrible. Like Scarrow must be dealing with some demons at the moment. Scarrow's always been a bad lineup. Just, for always, always, always. Just, just on so the much. on the other Sorry. side of that, my man of the match was definitely Akka. Oh yes. Yeah, I think he's one of very. Few I don't know. I don't know if he. What, what was he the man of the match? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay, good. Oh, sorry, I didn't watch the end. So oh, you're, so, you're so original. Huh? <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were going to say oh, something oh, like controversial or something, like Louis Schroeder was your man of the match. I was like... <laughs> you know what? Oh, no. I, you I know thought, what? I thought he must have been Rassi's man of the match. Cucker. Louis Schroeder must have been Rassi's man of the match. Well, apparently. Yeah, I don't know how he's stuck into that book squad there. We'll chat about that in a bit, I think. Yeah, so so just just before we move on, I I had a very warped perspective because I was at the game, so... I didn't actually see that much of Akka. Like, I saw him do a couple of really good things, obviously. But I think just for me, he's the person who stood out the most, for whatever reason, was Jeremy Ward. Yeah. And oh, I think he actually played really well. That one hit he did on Stunder was beautiful. Yeah, shit. Like, you just read him like a book, eh? Yeah, no, he's really developing into a really good defensive reader of the game. Like... Last week against the Lions, it was two or three times where, you know, they played that out-the-back pass behind a forward pot, and he would just shut it down every time. He's he's getting his timing of rushing and staying yeah. really, really well. And Which is exactly what you want from a 13. Like, the Sharks really build their, their team around a strong 10, 12, 13 defensive line. Yeah. 
and they've carried that from Super Rugby to yeah. uh, Curry Cup despite having a completely different setup. Like, it's it's yeah. very exciting to see. Mm, so, yeah, no, we, we, we had a good game. I think, Joe, I don't think too many people players stood out. Ake had a solid game. He was very energetic and on he the cleaned up side, a lot of. I think not all doom and gloom on the Bruins side. I think Ali for Mark needs a bit of a shout out for him doing well, especially. Seeing as I think everyone sort of saw him as the the, the lesser option at Lucid for Province. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I'm not going to be able to say that anyone's doubt for me for Province, unfortunately. Yeah. The, their um, scrub was quite dominant, so we'll give them some. Yeah. Uh, so Volko, yeah, I feel, did some damage in the scrum, but uh, you can never really tell in the scrum, to be honest, yeah. who's actually doing what. But you know, you really didn't stand out. That really, really should have stood out. Is Cohen Bosch? Uh, oh, I was about. I was about to have a. Big. He's. Is it just he's, me, or is he? Is he a petulant him. little child? Oh, he really is. He does throw a tantrum on the field. I've seen it a couple of times. Like he just yeah, looks. He looks frustrated. like sulky the whole time. I oh, know his body language is so negative. Yeah, I think he gets very easily frustrated, and and it impacts his play in a bad yeah, way because like it's, it's a bit like Vili actually. Mm. I don't know. He's a confidence player, but yeah, shame. Like that. Talk about a fall from grace. Because he's, I don't think, anywhere near the, the Springbok conversation right now. Uh, yeah, which is, which is weird, because we, we need a fullback, actually. But is he really a fullback? Like, that's the other thing. Yeah, he's there. I, mean, because... I still think that that's where he should be long-term. Like, I just think his skill set suits fullback a lot more than 10. Yeah, but he yeah. doesn't but... want to be there, so he's always going to fight against it. I think but he's not the... nearly as complete a flyer as Rob Dupree at the moment. As much as everyone likes to say it's favoritism, Rob Dupree is a better flyer than, than Bosch at the moment. Like, yeah. that's... So, yeah. he's not going to start there unless he goes somewhere else. Like, it's not favoritism you, that Rob's playing there. Do you think this all tracks back to when Rob Dupree came in and straight away got that 10 jersey in Super Rugby? I, I think that's part of it, do, yeah. do you think that's sort of the start of when Kerwin's attitude just kind of turned sour? I think so. And I wouldn't blame him either. To be honest, like, that I, is a hard, I don't know. Hard thing. Again, Rob Dupree in the Curry Cup final, say last year, he's just a much better controller of the game. He's got a, no, quite no, a few no, no. I, I totally, but I, I think Kerwin Bosch was the established ten at the Sharks. Yeah, there could have been. Rob Dupree have... comes in, his daddy's yeah. the coach, and suddenly he's the starting ten. It doesn't look good, and it, that, I can't that, imagine it. I can't imagine that it feels doesn't good. look good. Eh? Yeah, and also, I mean, like he just he he just beaten off challenges from. Like Garth April and Inesitra Debe, and you know, like Lambie's only left a couple of years previously, so he was probably being told by the coaching staff at the time, you know, if you can win this jersey in this three-way competition, then it's yours for the foreseeable future, like for the future of the union, basically. Yeah. And we're putting our faith in you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that, I mean, it wasn't a lie, but as soon as a, a better opportunity came up. They went for it, and I, I agree that like a, a different coach in Robert Dupree Senior's position probably still would have preferred Robert Dupree Junior at ten if he had the choice. But I don't think that Robert Dupree Junior would have gone to the Sharks if yeah. his dad hadn't been coach. Yeah. I think he would have stayed at Stormers. I think it's the, just to use a tight phrase: it's the optics of the choice to put. Yeah, Adam. Adam loves that phrase. He'll be happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, no, that's optics. Fair. But yeah, I think yeah, the, I mean, like, I think the big... decision it hurts the decision more than the actual sort of logic yeah. and the reasons for the decision. And it's annoying because by all rights, Bosch should be dominating at fullback because I agree with Ant that his skill set suits the position. 
So if it wasn't for an attitude problem, maybe not attitude problem, but like a confidence problem, it wouldn't matter because you would have been like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I was going to dominate at 10. Now I'm going to dominate at 15. I'm going to make myself like, you know, you can't play without me if you're the Sharks or the Springboks. You have to have me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to show them or whatever, but yeah, he seems and, to have gone the other way that just yeah, said, exactly. oh, fuck it. Like I can't catch a break. Who cares? Yeah. He's, he's done a bit of a Ben Lamb on us. Yeah. Anyway. I'm so sorry. Speaking of Ben Lamb, not really uh, Ben Lamb adjacent. Uh, the the Mitra Ten, they also oh, had their yes, final, yeah. and it was, uh, it was yeah. a good one. Yeah. The year of year of Akira came to its inevitable conclusion. Oh, oh he, he got did. a he got a yellow as well. So he uh, did, but then he scored yeah, but a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, he did. Also, compared the, I, yeah. I think one should also, out of curiosity, so Mitra Ten Cup, free attendance, no, 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 no. Nothing God, shit for, crowd though, eh? Nothing yeah, for terrible. The yeah, but it was pissing with rain, man. Oh, get an umbrella. But, oh, no, but that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. The Mother 10 Cup, pissing with rain, we still saw better rugby than we did on a bone-dry field in Newlands yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I I can't understand. Like, the approach to rugby is just so, so different. Like, they no, no, played such I, positive rugby. Do you know what? I, I, I don't understand, though. The sharks and the uh, sharks and province during the regular season, what was what were their points difference in like their points difference was like two hundred odd in six games, yeah. and now suddenly it gets to the final and they tighten up like surely you you stick to the winning formula. You'd think yeah. so, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Dobson's been smoking something or other, where it's like ah, uh, yeah. finals is different rugby. But anyway, after the maybe, finals... Maybe, maybe they brought in Fleck as a specialist for the oh final. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, <laughs> so right, yeah. Should we get to the let's, last bit? Yeah, let's look at the last bit for the last bit of important rugby. And that is Ben's favorite topic of discussion. No. And that's a squad announcement. Although, no, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, do an ad, I'll do an Adam heavy breathe. <sighs> ben, a, ben, ben, at this moment, it's a squad announcement. It's not that much speculation. You can bitch and moan. Oh, well, so. uh, you guys will speculate. I know you're gonna speculate. Oh no, no. I've, I mean, don't forget, Adam's given us about ten. Ah, not Adam. Ant's given us about ten pages of immediate hot takes <laughs> already. Let alone now that we now that we're giving him a pul a pulpit to broadcast from. So, um, let's see. Should I just run through the whole squad or? Yeah. Okay. Um. Maybe go forwards and back. Yeah, yeah. Well, go. Ant's broken it down by, by position, so maybe let's just do that. Okay, let me get his positional one out. Okay. Uh, props. We've got Kitsov, Mohaben, Kanye, Lowe, Thomas Tatoy, and Koch. Okay. So, I'm a... Beast. No Beast, eh? No Beast. Yeah, Beast is under. But Beast is... But what about... Uh, Kuni's not there, eh? I kind of feel he's he's established enough that also, maybe no, ben, he... but what does Kuni add? Kuni adds another tight head, which we've got as That's... five yeah, tight heads think... out of six there already. We don't he's need another tight head. Yeah. He's established, but yeah. is he established as a tight head? Not really. Yeah, he's... yeah, yeah, I guess so. Pity, like, the, all this positional, all these, uh, like, side swaps have really actually ended up Detrimenting the players. So actually. I'm assuming we're going to see. November. Oh no no! But but Kuni Kuni can't play Lucid anymore. Yeah, he's physically he's physically incapable of playing Lucid anymore. Yeah. But I, I'm actually about about the beast to the beast omission. I think it's a good thing because we need to learn to play without beast because yeah. a future without beast is coming very very. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's that's come at a very nice time. It's just frustrating that 
I think mostly Thomas Satoya that he got told at the start of the year, become a tight head. Yeah. Sure enough, he did the Springbok cap, but now he's fourth choice on the tight head list when he should be second choice on the loose head list for this end of year tour. Yeah, I think he'll play a bit of loose head on the end of year tour. I think we'll yeah. see him. We'll see him. But very in your car is definitely the favorite. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I Trevor's going to be the Trevor's going to be the go-to bench, and then maybe if Kitsov gets rested, like against one of the smaller games, we'll see in Trevor starting and Thomas Detoy taking up the the 17 jersey. I reckon is likeliest. Okay, hookers. Yeah, hookers. We've got old man Brits that province stalwart marks and bungie okay so uh yeah i don't know i feel like because mark set out the um Cup. no 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 the, well that too but also the england series um with injury uh, yeah. I, I i'm i'd rather see him getting some game time now and i don't want to see scott brits playing to be honest like i i think it's important that like i'm i understand the role he's there for but he doesn't need to play we need to get game time for the other guys. Could we not have taken yeah. Acker in Brits's position? Yes, we I have. I 100% would have done that. I think Acker is by far the best bench hooker probably in the world. Like, I Ooh, can't geez. think of anyone else that would come off the bench and give more impact than Acker at this stage. And yeah. his position is, is quite... Yeah, Mark's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, 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 like, Acker's good. Acker's great. Yeah. How good is Acker? Even with one and a half eyes. How angry is Acker? <laughs> <laughs> rage, especially with one and a half eyes. Yeah. Okay. Shit, you still had last week's shine is going quite well. Okay, locks, yeah, locks. I think this is yeah. a lo- like take like, a deep breath. Yeah, and tell us all the locks. Okay, locks. The kid from two and a half men, Peter Steff to toy, okay. Eben Etzebe, Sneeman, Moster, and Schickeling. So big turnaround here is Moster being included now from last week where he was excluded. Yeah, this I is like the whole Gloucester to and fro, eh? Yeah. This Gloucester is he might not be available for the first game because he might be a Gloucester's player. So I think it's just confusion around him. And that's probably because he's a maybe and Lewitz coming back from injury, they've gone with six locks for some bizarre reason. No, what, yeah. um, do, you think that they, do you think that they basically just picked him because they're like, fuck it, we'll sort this mess out later, but at least we know he's going to be in... I think yeah, worst case scenario is a Gloucester player, then they don't have yeah. to sort out a travelling ticket because he's there. Exactly. Now, see, yeah. um, as an as an accountant, I think they've actually made a bad decision because what they should do is get Gloucester to fly him there, and then just pick him up while he's in the UK. They could have saved some cash. They're not being thinkers, are they? No. Well, is, is he not in the UK already? Because he wasn't in Stellenbosch the lot for the last week. Yeah, that's the thing. Because he's the squad, so he probably they probably did do that. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, on the rest of the locks, like I know that they they still have Peter Stefty toy down as a lock. Yeah, I think. But I mean, we know we know by yeah, now he's that not he's, a lock anymore. They're yeah. not treating him as a lock, so it looks like we st- like stupidly overloaded with locks, and we kind of are. But I uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's the way that Rusty's really seeing it. Yeah, I think this is just this is just Rusty messing around with the fa- the fantasy stats. Yeah. So yeah. That's our so our cover. So we have in two positions we have more players than we have covering three positions, and that's our loose forwards. We've got Khaleesi, Vermeulen, Whiteley, Flo, and Notche. So Flo and Khaleesi are the only two flanks, and then we've got three three yeah. sort of first choice or three players who their first choice position is eighth man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I but again, like if you look at Peter Steftatoy as a flank. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, then, so you've got you've got Peter Steftatoy is the only recognised blindside out of that. We're not going to play for Milan at blindside. Then you've got two and a bit open sides, Flo and Flo Kalisi and maybe Notche, but Notche's not going to start there. No, Notche's not. But the issue, you really needed extra cover on blindside, and the fact that they've gone for six locks rather than bringing Jean-Luc along, I don't really understand. Do you think that they are considering Mustard at blindside? He's, he must have one or two decent shifts there at Super Rugby, didn't he? Yes. Correctly. Yeah, but, yeah. but Mustard, we, like, Mustard's still a bit up in the air, though, so... No, I know. I'm just wondering, like, if that isn't maybe the thinking. Yeah, that, that we've got um, like I, but I, I, I agree with Ant 100%. Like, I, I can list probably two or three players in the forwards that don't deserve to be there ahead of Jean-Luc Dupre. So. How, yeah. how much, how much Curry Cup did Jean-Luc play though? He played the Only whole the last... the no, no, Jean-Luc was injured because remember they asked yeah. Dan, Dan when he was coming back and he got angry. So yeah. he played the he final. Played he played the semi-final. Yeah, he was benched twice and then played the final, but he didn't look out of place at all. I mean, no, he, yeah, he, he didn't miss a beat. And no, yeah. To answer yeah, your question, so. Ben, he played more Curry Cup than Scott Brits did. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know what Rusty's love of Scott Brits is to be. Like, like, maybe he's there just as like an experienced head or whatever. But Were they yeah. like in high school together or something, those two? <laughs> Probably. So, no, okay, R- so, Rusty, so... Rusty was Scott uh, Brits was Rusty's prefect in high school. Possibly. So I know we so we talked uh, we're gonna talk about Aplon just now in the same kind of vein. But while we're on Scott Pritz, Phil asked me basically about this yesterday and was like, you know, why would you take Scott Pritz and Echo Aplon? Like it doesn't make really make sense. And under the current circumstances, I even I wouldn't take them and I love them both. But if if it was up to me, if I'd been Springbok coach all along, both of them would have been fifty caps Springboks by now. Yeah. So in the in that context, it makes sense in a way, because Rusty, if he sees the same thing in them that I do, he's seeing like a lot of missed potential, and he's saying like it's rather like get them at the end of their like twilight years than not at all, because they still have something to offer. I don't know, but that's a maverick call by Rusty. I mean, Scalpritz announced his retirement from rugby, and then Rusty's like, hey, do you want to play for the box? And then organized yeah. him a side a side job at the Stormers for next season. Yeah, but uh, if he'd been picked, if he'd been picked consistently for the Springboks when he probably ought to have been, which I think is has been for the last few years, I think he's really good. Then he probably wouldn't have retired. Then like he would have still been legitimately in the Springbok conversation. So, so, so this, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe. This is a bit stupid, but do you think he's maybe there as a kind of loose forward cover as well? Uh, the microphone still. I don't know. He, he played a fair amount on the side of the scrum, like in, in the UK, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he but he would it. like play hooker, and then the reserve hooker would come on, and he would shift to flank. Yeah, which yeah, I think I, well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Marks doing more of that actually. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, I think we've we've done this to the death. Like I think yeah, Notche, for example, I would have I would have had Sean Luke instead of Notche, but I, I can understand the value that he brings. And yeah, Francois Lowe. Again, I've banged this drum enough times. You guys know how I feel about him. The thing is, if you've got Flo in the squad, Flo can do the bench option that Notche can do. So I don't see... Yeah, again, they, they like, can't rather have, If you've got a, a 6, 7, 8 in Flo, who's experienced and the guy you want to bring off the bench, like, I haven't seen Notche deliver a performance where I've been like, this guy des- deserves to have a consistent bench spot for the box. Like, mm-hmm. I'd much rather have a, a strong backup starting 7 for yeah. Peter Steph than have 
a secondary bench yeah. option up behind flow. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. No, definitely. Okay, okay. scrum offs. Scrum offs. This was, I think, was probably the most speculated area of the area of our squad, and we've gone from having what was the last squad? Five, five scrum offs. Sure. What? Oh, no. Like oh I think. So we've we've lost one in the we've lost one. So Papier van Sale and Louis Scrider earning a call up. Vomit. Yeah, I fuck. I remember when he used to play for Province and I fucking no. He's I yeah. I don't yeah. I think the less said about Louis Schroeder the better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. No, because because people complain that Cronier takes a step before he passes. Schroeder fucking goes round and round the garden looking for teddy bears before he passes. Like, <laughs> like the worst is Schroeder had a good season for the Kings, with, but I think that was because he had Lionel Crenier with him, and he sort of yeah. That Schroeder last year was decent, and he's kind of gone back to being average since he got to the Sharks. Yeah, I think he he reverted but, to his province type from the Sharks, from going to the Sharks. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at that. I mean, I know everyone was calling for it, and you're going to call me a Sharks apologist for saying Reinach, but like, what does Reinach have that tough doesn't necessarily that they but didn't I, feel I, like? I'm sorry. If you if you like if you're saying, listen, we have an inexperienced scrum half, we're not going to be playing off that scrum half. You just want the scrum half with the fastest service. Yeah. That's yeah. all you want. Someone who gets to the breakdown and bolts the ball into the flyoff's hands or pops it up to a forward. He, yeah. he doesn't have to do anything apart from those two things. Why choose a player like uh, Schroeder? Mm, Schroeder, well, whatever his name is. He's probably got the best kicking game of those. Three, I don't know. Schroeder. The best kicking game? Yeah, well, Pierre doesn't have the sales useless at kicking. Let's move to um, fly-off. It's and we've got Giant Cheese and Adam's Blue-Eyed Boy, Pollard. Yeah, standard. Yeah, standard. Was calling Giant Cheese, including Giant Cheese, I don't know. I t- because Pollard's obviously still the first choice. And uh, Giant Cheese just to me doesn't feel like, still doesn't feel, I know he did all right against New Zealand coming off the bench, but he still, I but still have we, have. we have to contemplate the possibility of. Not um, having Pollard, yeah. Yeah, not having Pollard, so that's yeah, important. If Pollard for... goes down, I'd rather have Yankees start than Willemson at this stage, and that's probably yes. what they're saying. I mean, the arguments about Yankees and the bench option we've all banged on about, and I think we all agree on, but yeah. I think that's why you know Yankees is in the squad. I mean, Willemson yep. is very much being seen as a 15th at this stage. They're saying he's going to start next week against England because Apollon and LaRue aren't playing. So. Yeah, that's, is, so England, that's is England next week? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. There's like no time. Oh. It's like ridiculous. I, was, I thought I'd... I thought I'd have next weekend off from rugby, and apparently not. Oh, at least we didn't play a fucking test match this week, like the Australians and New Zealanders. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not next weekend, so. No, they will. No, Japan, they're they're playing Japan, Japan. Japan. Who's Australia playing next week? Oh, fuck, they may as well play themselves. Or are they playing next week? They must be. Either. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think most of the tests. I think it's mostly just us. Centers for next week. Centers for next oh, yeah. or for the tour are Delendi and Estrazen and Krill and Nell. So we've jettisoned um Fox. Arms injured. So so injured. Arms injured. Arms injured. Saint Fontaine. 
Serpentine's not really in the equation. Mabu is another one. Mabu, I still... I'm sorry, I, I, I've kind of written him off. He had, he's had so many chances. No, I'm just looking at yeah, And then, of course, and then there's the perennial call for Francois Stein. Yeah. Fuck, whatever. I don't if think he's, we if, he's, if we're planning to play Francois Stein in the World Cup... We should have done... Oh, obviously, it. you know... Yeah, I think no, the uh, kind of sailed. I think I think we probably should have we should, probably should play him now if we hope if we want to play him in the World Cup. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I still think it's maybe I think it must just come out and be clear and be like we're trying to get him. The club says no. We're trying to get him. He doesn't want to play, or we just don't want him. Like just come out and stop all the speculating. Yeah, like it's yeah, just give us an mistake. answer. Give us a definitive answer on it. So, like just be honest, and then we can all move on with our lives. <laughs> I think I think I'm pretty sure that based on the listenership to this show, the next Instagram post of Rassi's press press conference that Ant shares with us in the group is going to be Rassi explaining what's going on with Stan. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I guess you should have the same the same kind of thought process with Bismarck as well. Yeah. If if we if we want him there and there about for the World Cup, he should be playing now. Are we? Uh, but I mean, to be fair, are we really hurting That's... for Bismarck? No, nah, we don't need Bismarck. Well, I'd, rather, no, I'd still rather Bismarck than Scott Britt, probably. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but like, Scott Britt, he doesn't even state, factor so. in, yeah, really. Yeah, Scott like, Britt isn't even really our choice, though. It's, it's just no, yeah. But he, he's not really in contention to play. I, he's just, I, think I that don't if, know, he's if, a nice guy to have around or something. If, yeah, if Marks gets injured, I don't think that it's going to be Bongi starting Scott Britt on the bench. I think they're actually going to call in... Akka's going to get flown in and, like... Yeah, they'll fly yeah, him in straight and to the starting booth. No, no, no. Like they'll put him on the bench, but like I don't think we're going to see Brits play. Yeah, to Brits, be honest, I think yeah. he's really there as like a just in case something happens. Just bring last him along as a manager to play. Why do you have to have him as a squad member? Just bring him on as like a coach, a lineup. Yeah, no, sure. But like I think they want to have someone there. Like if Marks gets you know injured in the in the tunnel running out or something. Yeah, that you've got. Uh, you want to have him there? Yeah, because literally. He's a there, there, there aren't enough hours in the day to get Akka from Durban to wherever in Europe he needs to be. That. Do you, that worst case scenario. Do you, do you think? Do you think by the same logic that's why Rassi's picked so few flanks? Just so if enough of them go down, he can have a run on. <laughs> <laughs> the return. That's his, that's his grand plan. He's gonna win the World Cup he, as captain he, coach. He's actually gonna captain in the World Cup final. Oh fuck it. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that I'll allow it. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of. Uh, the left field decisions like that. Let's look at the wings. Uh, we've got Dianti, Nkosi, Colby, and Peterson. Peterson's a nice shot, yeah. a nice caller. Peterson, I like, but Peterson and Colby. And but that's the thing. Yeah. Our wings. We've got Dianti, which is our eleven, and then the other three yeah. all, have all been playing fourteen for us. Either for the box but, or but for they, their... But they all are 11s. But they're all actually 11s, except yeah. for Colby, who's a, who's a yeah, 15. Yeah, Colby's not there. Colby's <laughs> a 15. So, yeah. Of course, and Peterson would be quite fine on the left wing if you need them to be there, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Peterson's played his entire career. Yeah, I, mean, I guess Creole can play 14 as well on West Coast. But I think, I think that Rusty's whole thing is that he doesn't he's not breaking it down the 11-14 the way that we normally do. Yeah. So he really just wants two strike, strike finishes. Who can just be on the on the end of a pass from Damien Willemser yeah. or Vili Larue or, or whatever? No, no, I, can, I, I, I back that plan, but I back that plan on the hard fields of South Africa and Australia. When it's 
pissing with rain yeah. and negative two degrees in Murrayfield, you probably want a guy who can field a fuckload on up and unders. What about what about Japan, Ben? Mm-hmm. That's, what, it, well, that's, that's it, what it's all about. That's uh, indoors, isn't it? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still, still think that there's benefit to having. No, but it's all about like on the thing you want to finish on. But yeah. Okay. Anyway. Then, I do okay. see what Alex. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, go on. Bringing up the rear, it's Philipson. Ah, Philipson. Sorry, Philipson. 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 and. The prince that was promised, Geo Aplon. Oh, um, I like, I get it. I'm sorry, like, I, I get that it's stupid. I get that it's bad. I get that there are other people, but like, I cannot tell you for how long uh, I've look, waited for this day. Pre Kings, I was a big Thomas fan, and that was in Aplon's height as well. High yeah. peak Aplon. So I'm with you on sort of peak Aplon. He's also got a very special place in my heart. Yeah. In all He's honesty, though, who else is there? If if Willemse isn't, I mean, if if, if Villarreal not available, then who's your senior fifteen you call on? He's the only real option we have playing rugby, and that's kind of why they've said they're going to pick him. Like, yeah. If you follow the logic, think. like you don't really have another option besides him. Because yeah, we've yeah. got kids at fifteen everywhere else. You've got Lades, but he's not a senior option at 15, and he's not the person I want in the Springbok team anyway. Bosch is young. You've got Galant who's injured. Andres Kutsia, who's Andres Kutsia, so no. <laughs> so it, is, it can only really be that one. Yeah. If also, like, to go back to my previous point, if we find ourselves in a position where Damien Willemse has to play three games on the trot next year in Japan, we've got to play, like, a quarterfinal, semifinal, final, and he's got to be thrown in the deep end at fullback. And I could, if, if you could take me back in time, you know, six, seven months or whatever, and give me the chance to have him be mentored by one player, in advance, it would be Gio Aplon. Yeah, I want oh, I want Gio Aplon to show Willemse how to play fullback. So I'm happy. Uh, no, it makes sense. Anyway, yeah, we're short, we're short on options, and we have been the whole year ever since Kalant went down. Um, it's been and a bit Bosch of a problem for us. Yeah, Bosch is out of sorts, and as you say, Lades Lades was never really he he just kind of dropped by the Springbok team last year he never really settled mm. so didn't unpack his bags but yeah I overall like if I could just make two or three changes to this team the squad I'd be very very happy for me it's like an 8 out of 10 yeah I, th- I think if you look at the guys that aren't there you've kind of realized well there's not too many people that missed out I think Aka was hardly harshly done by and I think um, Jean-Luc was harshly done by but no one else really deserves and maybe Reinach just because he's the other options that's come up aren't exactly exciting but there's no one else really that's not injured or not available that you think should be there anyway so it's you can't really complain yeah. too much I don't think yeah. what, are, what are the let's speculate seeing as it's a week out what are our predictions for the tour just out of four what are we playing four games yeah yeah I think three I think we're going to lose two to fuck where we should be playing Ireland. I think we. Yeah, I don't know who we're going to lose to, but I feel we will lose someone somewhere yeah. along the line. Uh, like, if, if I could pick who we lose to, I'll choose Scotland. Yeah, I'd like no, them to Welsh. win. Fuck the Welsh. No fuck. If we lose to Wales, oh my god. If we lose to Wales, oh, don't do they go like second ranking second? 
No, no they're, 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 they're above us, so no, they no, probably no, don't get that many. Kidding, kidding. Actually, you know, you know who I wish we would lose to? If we, if we have to lose one out of four, I hope it's France. Yeah, no, I agree or, with that. Because everyone will just I, I, be like, everyone will be like, whatever, like that, that means nothing. That happens. Yeah. France is just seen as this sort of world end aside every now and then. It's like the yeah. like losing to France is like losing to Griquas and Kimberley. It's just you accept it in the Curry Cup. It's gonna happen. It's, yeah. It's it's like I think it's a rite of passage for an international side, like lose to France out of nowhere. Like you you have to do it. It's the It's like one of those things like in, in Europe where like weird countries where if like someone spits on you, it's like it's wishing you good luck, or something. It's, it's, losing, it's, I feel like losing yeah, to France no. in, the, in the twelve months before a World Cup. Yeah, is I was like, gonna say like, we, should, we should have actually, their blessings to do well. We should have someone do the maths on that and have a look at like World Cup winners and then what their results yeah. were to France in the twelve months prior <laughs> to the World Cup. No, no, it, it's quite clever because France, like say one in five, they they can beat any team in the world. So yeah. you would rather have them use it on you in an inconsequential game uh, yeah. than than in like the World Cup semi-final or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like that. Um, it's actually, it's, 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 that chaps, one... I think we let's let, yeah. our last thing to do before we end. I think we're almost at time. Is to the predictions for next week. But Ant, do you want to hop off? I know you. You're I've in got a bit to, of a rush. I've got to jump off. Yeah, sorry, I've got to run, guys. No, um, I don't know. Do you want me to start my predictions quickly or just last? Uh, yeah, if you want to, yeah, just give us a, your quick take. Uh, quick take, England, I say 28-20 to us. Um, then I think it's France. Again, we should be able to beat them fairly comfortably, so that should be more like, what, 32-20. Maybe that's a bit much. Um, Scotland, I think, will be quite high scoring. Um, maybe 30-28. And then Wales, who on earth knows? Like, but I want to see us put 50 on them, just because we owe them... Uh, but yeah. yeah, I've got to run, guys. Thank you very much. That was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, cool. Ant. Good having you. Yeah. Enjoy your sundowners. Yeah. Shot. <laughs> cheers, dude. Cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers. Okay. Um. So I pulled oh, up. Are we doing super brief? Yeah, I pulled up mine. I'll yeah. Did, 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 were, were we meant to give the whole result, everything for the tour? Or did we actually no, but, ask Ant no, super brief and decided Anson to be an analyst. He already knows. An analyst mind. special. Yeah. That's what. That's the package you get. That's the premium Ant package. Yeah. So what we'll yeah, do is we'll just job. look at all the games for next week. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. includes Japan, New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand by twenty. New Zealand by twenty. Yeah, I don't think you're too wrong there. Ben? And it'll be New Zealand's B team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say New Zealand by 20. I'm happy with that. Okay, yeah. Wales, Scotland. Wales, Scotland. I want, I want Scotland to win. Yeah, but this yeah, not be sensible. I think yeah. Wales, Wales oh. by 12. Yeah, Wales by 12. Why are Why are Wales playing Scotland even? Well, wait until you see who gets to play Ireland. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck are these fixtures? Yeah. Oh, I know, like, what the fuck does scrolling down? I'm like, why Why are these fixtures even happening? Like, Fucking this is Bledisloe just... 3, for Christ's sake. It this is because Bledisloe 3. Cause, no, because what it should be, it should be New Zealand-Wales, then Ireland-Australia. Yeah. Yes. And now, then it should be Fiji, Italy, and, like, so Scotland-Argentina. Like, now they're, like, the least popular versions of Six Nations games being interspersed with us coming up to you yeah, no, they're just they're fucking crippling down on this fucking bledisloe fixture with more dead rubbers between teams that have really played this year 
Yeah. So fucking stupid. Okay, so but, speak, but, speaking of But, but how, how pissed off do you think the clubs must be that? No, okay, you, you need to lose all your um, all your Pro 14 players this week so you guys can fucking play Scotland for the ninth time this year. That's why Scarlet's almost beat... Uh, ah, Scarlet's almost lost to the Kings this weekend. It's because they're missing a good chunk of their nationals. Yeah, because they're getting ready to play Scotland. Fuck mm. off. Stupid. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I think uh, I don't want to talk about Wales. Can we go to the next game? Okay, so let's start. Yeah, so Wales by 12, sadly. Uh, England, South Africa. <sighs> Do we, does it go 2 all in the oh, calendar year? Oh, Oh, because our team's going to be so different. We don't have Dwayne. We don't have Vili LaRue. We don't have... Well, why, are you sure Buff? we don't have Dwayne? I oh, thought Dwayne yeah. was in the squad. We have Dwayne. Okay, so... Um, yeah, we don't have missing, Fuff and we don't have We are Billy. missing Fuff and Vili and Beast, yeah. which is quite big. Um, yeah, but they're missing John uh, I don't think so. to be... <laughs> yeah. Famously, they're but missing no, they... Jamala and Danny Cipriani. And and Nathan Hughes, is he still with them? No, know. Hughes is injured. Like, they got no one. It's fucking... Uh, they've Michael, got Michael Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, fuck. they got Michael Rhodes. they got Michael Rhodes. Covering flag <laughs> at some point. I don't know if he's actually going to be starting for them. That's to be seen. But... Springboks by 15. Fucking Michael Rhodes. <laughs> Good done. You think Pat Sears is bummed? He didn't get a call up yet. Yeah. Pat Sears has got book caps, so he can't play for England. Oh, so I, just, I, need, I need to cover myself because I know the way the universe works. They're probably going to fucking beat us now just because I've I've made such a, a such a point of mocking them. But I, I'm sorry, that's a, that's egregious. They like Michael like, Rhodes. And they, they, left have... out, they left out Don Armand who actually would have given the Springboks a hard time because he's if if we're trying to out tackle them, it, yeah, it takes a lot to out tackle a team with Don in it. Yeah, definitely. Don was sort of mustard before mustard, wasn't he? He's, yeah, but he was like without the fa- like. I mean, as little fanfare as mustard has, Don got even less, even less. Like he just quietly went about his job, and still does. Like Exeter, yeah. he's really like the cornerstone that Exeter's built their their team on. I think. No, definitely. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. Okay, next. okay, Ireland, Italy, fucking, I don't know, Ireland by, by 40 odd. This yeah. is weird. The Ireland Italy game's actually being played in the US as the curtain raiser. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, I, I quite like this fixture now. I've remembered it's being played in the US. I see now, In Chicago, yeah. which I know has a big Irish community. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where they beat, that's where they beat the All Blacks. Yeah, so this is their... And I presume, I presume they also have a big Italian community then. So it should be quite interesting. They, I'm, I'm predicting a fight in the crowd. Uh, I was going to say, I, I, yeah, I predict a riot. Yeah, so, <laughs> so a riot in Ireland by 20. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I reckon that will... That would actually be a really cool game to watch. Yeah, well, it's on at 10 o'clock on Saturday night for us, so... No, no, to watch in the stadium. Yeah, Uh Yeah, like, no, it's like midnight for me, so I'm going to skip it. I wonder if it's even... Do you think Supersport's even uh, playing it? Yeah, they will. Since they didn't? I was a bit pissed off with Supersport not playing the World 11, not playing the World 15 game. They did, though. I I don't know. Yeah, it was on at, like, 5 o'clock on Friday. So seven for you. Seven in the morning. No, in the evening. Uh, are you sure? Because I looked for it, I didn't see it. Yeah, to the, I was looking for it around that. Rep- it was repeated because I know they played it like two, three o'clock in the afternoon or something. Uh, do you know? Maybe because I have like DSTV East Coast, East Africa, so maybe uh, I don't get all this stuff. Because yeah, I know Supersport yeah. One replayed it at like five. 
That's okay. where I caught it. Okay, and then okay. last. Sorry, time... sorry. I apologize, SuperSport. No, we no. we in negotiations with them about what one of our side hustles. So <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, and then yeah, the second game of rugby at Soldier Field, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Is yeah, USA. Speaking of, speaking of side hustles, how good is Weber Grills? <laughs> uh, no, they are pretty good, especially with the, so good. especially when you do the two charcoal baskets and you do the indirect heat roasted chicken yeah. like that. Boom. I call, uh, I call my, that the, my I call friend, that my friend who, my friend who I played golf with the other day, uh, uh, my friend who I played golf with on Saturday has just bought himself a, a Weber as well. And I like to think that, you know, we talk about Weber's a lot and I presume we subconsciously put something in his mind because, you know, that, that's, that's kind of how the world works. And yeah. so, you know, if, if you want to talk about, if you want us to talk about something a lot, because we do talk a lot, just, just give us a shout, eh? Yeah. I mean, apparently we're doing it anyway. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll <laughs> you're, do you're, it as... We're doing it for free. You must not pay us. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's how it works. They'd be like, why the, why the fuck would we sponsor these idiots? They talk us out without look, one. Look how bad we are right now. Imagine if you paid us, how good we'd be for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. All right. Um, so, sorry, I interrupted you, Matt. You were talking about the, so, yeah, uh, the, the main match. So, two nations that notoriously don't bribe but are fond of an outdoor grill. USA versus the Maori All Blacks. Hmm. So this is. Do, do the, I, know the I haven't seen the Maori squad. Yeah, I know Akira. I know, know Akira's in there. Yeah. But then they're gonna the win. Maoris, the Maoris after this have some weird fixtures. I think they're playing like Mexico and then they play like oh, yeah, Uruguay. They're doing, yeah, they're doing like That's a crazy. Central like, Southern America. I wish, I wish we fucking did that. I wish we had like a. The SAAs and just sent them off. The emerging yes. box. Yeah, yeah, emerging box. Like, let's fucking put them to work for Christ's sake. Yeah. They're gonna get fat and lazy over the holidays. Yeah. So what are we gonna go with this? Speak, speaking of speaking of fat and lazy, did you see some of the lines under twenty one props? Holy shit, dude! <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Felice, number three. Felice Navidad. I don't know, but he was right there in was front some of us. Guy... He's huge. He's got a Weber, a Weber grill under his jersey. He's sponsored by Weber grill. <laughs> Yo, you swallowed the Weber with the beer chicken inside it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just incubating in there. Like, he hasn't even reached his final form. Yeah, that was oh, crazy. Fuck, I was, got some I was big like, boys. come on, guys. What, what did, the, did the gym flood or something? I was like, yeah, oh, these I guys mean, are carrying like 15 kgs too much. Their their captain, um, is it HB Vanskur, the, the hooker? Phil and I were talking about, like, he's he's old school hooker. Like, he hasn't bought into the... The oh, hyper the Malcolm Yeah, Malcolm yeah. calls, like, Skulk Brits. He didn't get that memo. He's still on the fucking... <laughs> like, he's just, like, I a slightly know, John... smaller prop. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, well, that, that's, John, that's, John's that's what, like... just before the move to tight it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's, I reckon if you ask him, his hero is, like, late-stage hooker John Smith. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, he, but he's nailing it. I mean, he did it really well. So. So, so, some would argue so did late-stage John Smith. Ooh, that's okay. That's a whole another hour episode. But anyway, yeah. speaking of our episodes, um, I need to chuck some veggies in the oven before I, I go for take my dog for a walk. No, fair enough. Uh, I think we are should, we done yet? I think yeah. I think we've covered as I think we've covered as much as we can cover, or should cover. Okay. I think if we go any further, Adam might say. I reckon if we carry on long enough, Adam's going to pitch up any minute and wonder why this call's still going. Yeah. <laughs> So, drunk and aggressive. Yeah, so so to avoid a live on-air 
uh, browbeating by Adam, I think it's time to sign off. So, from me and George, goodbye. And from Ben in Mauritius. Cheers, guys. And from Alex in Cape Town. Cheers, guys. Thanks Thanks for hosting, Matt. And from Anton Abstentia, or In Memoria. Can we say In Memoria? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We play the sad Oscar music while he's while we think of Ant being gone. And yeah, um thanks for listening. Um please find us on SoundCloud. What's the other one? Acast. Acast and, and Stitcher. No, not Stitcher. iTunes. <laughs> not Stitcher. And iTunes. <laughs> yeah, you can Stitcher. Matt made up one podcasting service and against No Stitcher exists. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Stitcher exists. Yeah, Shut up, Matt. You 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 made up Stitcher. And yeah, you can follow Try us. Try to get us a sponsorship. Yeah. You can follow yeah, us. Stitcher. On... Oh, we always talk you up Stitcher, even though we're not on it. Just like Weber. Yeah. We're the worst. Fuck. And you can find us on Twitter, which is, uh, what is it? Elite Rugby Band, which we generally yeah. use. Talk you up Twitter. Do, do, do you think Twitter will sponsor us? Ooh. Uh, no, do we want that? Probably. I don't think They're that's their game. Press, like. yeah, I don't think that's their game either. Okay, fine. No, what we, we need, can, we what can we... still try it. We can ask. What podcast podcast sponsorships are like from like food food subscription services? We should be talking about checkers and those new box meals they're selling. Well, we try to talk up Robins and Spices, but they didn't phone us. So, like, what uh, more Adam, can we Adam do? Fuck that up. Yeah, but to be fair, Ben, it's Robertson's Spices, not Robinson Spices. Well, oh, until they pay us, we're not going to pronounce the name properly. <laughs> yeah, why? Same, same with Weber, Weber, Weber. Yeah, exactly. Weber. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're not going to say it we, properly. We, we know how to say it, but yeah. we're not going to say it properly until they sponsor us. It's, it's 2018. Like, it's, the free service is always like a knockoff of the actual product. No, definitely. So we're giving, no, we're giving knockoff off sponsorships and shoutouts. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're just giving cock sponsor, cock shoutout. Uh, we, we need something maybe that... See, I'm uh, actually, no, this is a super brew. Okay. We, just we need to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this madness okay. has gone on long enough. Yeah, okay, um, I'm going to be... Mercy kill it, mercy kill it. Just, just, just do a countdown. 3, 2, Three, one, two and dead 1, dead air. Three, 2, 1, dead air, go.